What's up, everybody? King Triple C here. This is the Crippler, Chris Lieben. This is Landry, the Lone Star Kid Ward, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Story, Story of the, of the Fight. Fight. Another week of fights, Will. <laughs> Another week. <laughs> there were fights. What you got going on today, man? Uh, Brian's bachelor party. Congrats, Brian. Congrats, Brian. <laughs> Not too late to pull out of this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's getting married awesome, next man. week on uh, Friday. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. That's pretty big, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, man, same thing as every weekend, you know, kids sports. Yeah. The world just revolves around the kids at this point in their sports. Yeah. Just... If one of these kids doesn't get a scholarship, <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at least I mean... all this work. Are you like living vicariously through them right now while they're playing sports? Are you like, man, I wish I could go back and not, not really, man. Like I know some parents do, and you can Dude, tell which ones. Do, if I man. if I had a kid like the right ones now, that are going nuts, yeah. you know what I mean. Like just it, if I had dude, a kid no, right now that like, was playing baseball, I'd be like, I should be out there. <laughs> <laughs> just give me another crack at it. Yeah. Give me another crack at it. No, nah, man. Like uh, just the other kids. day, for example. Dallas wasn't feeling really well, right? So like, my wife's like, "Well, he should probably still go see if he could see if he could practice." Yeah. And I was like, "He ain't earning no scholarships right now." Yeah. All right. If he's not feeling well, let's just keep him home. Like, it's I just want him to have fun. Yeah. And the last thing I want to do, because you hear this all the time, is kids being pushed like crazy by their parents, and then they get burnt oh, out dude, at an early all the time. age. Yeah, man. Everybody um, knows a so couple I, people that that happened to. Exactly. So I just want him to have fun. That's the biggest thing. You know, uh, get to know the the fundamental pieces of baseball, football, and all these things. Yeah, have fun with it. The, your friends, learn, uh, dude, learn how to be in sports, learn how to lose, learn how to win. I think you said that last week, right? Yeah, like it's, it's just, all important, dude. It's such an important part, man. You, uh, and out of everything, you know what else is really important, Will? What's that? The <laughs> fact that you could find us on Spotify, yeah. Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts, of course, and YouTube. And you too. Yeah. Uh, and we have a new layout, obviously. We're using a new platform. No more Discord. Fancy. So uh, you could just look below and see pretty much everything uh, that's relevant. It's all there. <laughs> everything that's relevant. It's all there. <laughs> so, what's the. Uh, Twitter. We do, yeah, Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Story of the Fights right there. Um, yeah, and then Story of the Fight Chat on Facebook. Story of the Fight Chat on Facebook. You can chat with Ramiro on there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and going forward, exactly. we're gonna we're gonna um, the goal is to be live on YouTube Sunday mornings at nine Pacific, and um, yeah, if 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 you hop in while while we're live, you can always uh, you can comment and stuff, and we'll see it. So we can always we can have like a back and forth during the show, which is gonna be cool. That'd be really cool, and I mean, uh, of course, if you like our content, please like subscribe. Uh, comment because we still try to interact even if it's not live on the show yeah try to interact uh, just through messages and we had a blast i think i mentioned it before interacting with all the uh, fans from uh, czech republic hey, shout out czech republic uh yeah when we were covering uh eg Rohaska. <laughs> easy dude i still i still got it yeah man. that's stuck now yeah that's stuck now oh yeah yeah i know i now that we know the proper way to say his name mm-hmm. why go back yeah <laughs> there's no going back there's no going back so but this uh this week was Vegas 27, UFC Vegas 27, mm-hmm. Font versus Garbrandt. And the main event, it was a good fight. But before we get into the main event, do we have a moment of silence? We got a moment of silence. We got, uh, I mean, a decent amount of cancellations. Nothing too crazy, honestly. Uh, Sarah Alpar versus uh, Lupita Godinez would have been fun to watch. Um, oh, Lupita. Yeah. Uh, ben Rothwell had, he ended up fighting his third opponent. He had two fights pull out. Um, the biggest one, though, that uh, was the bummer, the most bummer, was uh, your boy Yancey Medeiros. Yancey Medeiros. Yeah. Dude, I was looking forward to Yancey Medeiros fighting. Sick. I think they're rescheduling it. I don't know. Uh, Yancey has one of my favorite moments that I remember. So uh, I was talking to my buddy Ricardo at work last night. And we we're talking about the fights. We always talk about the fights every Saturday before the fights happen. And I was like, man, I'm sad. Yancey Medeiros pulled out. And he was trying to remember. And I was like, dude, remember? Fought Cowboy. And then at the end, he hops the fence and gives uh, Cowboy's grandma a yeah, big hug and yeah. kiss. 
And he's like, dude, I know exactly who you're talking about now. That's just an all-time great moment. Yeah, wasn't wasn't he also uh, the one that that Usada came through his door while he was having sex? Oh, is that him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Usada doesn't mess around. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah, as long as you're in the U.S., they'll they'll test you. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's I mean that's pretty much it. Nothing nothing too crazy got removed other than that Madeira's fight that was. That's by far the biggest hit this this card took. It would have been cool to watch him fight again. But for sure. We'll get to for sure. Soon, so I the think. main event was Garbrandt versus Font. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, man. Font has some of the most crisp boxing yeah. in the UFC. That that jab was absolute money all night. Yeah. I mean the three things that I love the most in striking is uh the one, the two and any type of body shots. And he was doing all of it. You know? Yeah. He was... Uh, I mean, obviously the jab was like the, the story of the fight, right? That's what everybody was talking about in the commentary and stuff like that. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah. For good reason, though, right? Like, his jab is really good. I mean, the whole New England cartel, they're kind of known for their one-two. Calvin Cater also, right? right? Um, I, I, I saw a lot of people saying that Cody Garbrandt really regressed. And it's evident in this fight. And I don't think so, dude. I think it's this was all Rob Font. They're like, yeah, Cody, Cody like couldn't move forward. He he was just too hesitant. I think people were trying to make draw a similarity to like Tyron Woodley in like his fights against oh, you know, like no. the inactive up against the fence. Dude, it's different when as soon as you take a step forward, you eat a one two. That jab mm-hmm. keeps you away. Like it just stops you from trying anything because every time you move you get stung by a jab and then you're like, well, fuck, I can't do that. Now what do I do? What even can I do? But that's, I don't think that's a regression from Cody. I think that's just how good Rob Font was in the fight. Yeah, and I also saw people that were kind of shitting on uh, Henry Hooft uh, with, with his cornering. <laughs> yeah, dude, all these the, people the think they're better that, coaches uh, than, than Henry Hooft. <laughs> oh, if you want to have a good time right now, go on uh, Cody's uh, Instagram page and take a look at all the uh, keyboard basement warriors yeah that are giving them tips on how to be able to beat a, a raw font going forward Jesus. Uh, that's very interesting but i i wouldn't say that he was hesitant but i know that cody is trying to get away from the just swinging and banging style yeah also, that everybody's used I, I to say, i said henry hooked but that, that's uh sanford mma it's mark henry that he's with I'm sorry, Mark Henry. I said Mark no. Henry, you I'm said sorry. Henry, and I I just said Henry Hooft for some reason. Okay, is that what it was? Yeah. One of us, said, yeah, but <laughs> it, like I know that he's trying to think defense so much more. And the time that you saw Cody having success last night was when he would start trading. Yeah. With with Font in the center of the octagon. Yeah. But when he constantly constantly kept retreating, he was on his back foot and trying to you know use his head movement. Font's jab was so quick, yeah, that it was getting to Carbrandt no matter what head movement he was using. Yeah, he he started after the first couple rounds. Uh, Mark Henry had a good good uh, tip for him for the head movement, at least for the two. Right, he started evading the two a little bit more in the middle rounds, and eventually. Font made the adjustment and started landing it again. But Cody did show that he could make an adjustment mid-fight and change his head movement so that at least when he gets stung by the jab, he's not also getting hit with a two right behind it. Um, but, but then, like I said, eventually Font adjusted to that adjustment and started landing his two again. Man, he Font also throws like three different types of jabs. I don't know if you've noticed that. But like he has like the traditional like jab like that, right? Just like the straight to the point, no wasted energy. He's got a flick jab. Mm-hmm. And then he's got like a um like a stiff jab where he like almost comes down with it. And like just three different looks, all three really well. Thrown really yep. well. Like, dude, what do you what can you even do against that? And he's got the reach advantage. Come on. Like he, <laughs> what he do definitely you do? looked like the larger man. He definitely looked mm-hmm. like the larger man in there. Yeah. Uh, which kind of got me thinking again about uh, Garbrandt fighting at flyweight. Yeah, because right. I know He's this is something that it. had been mentioned before. Mm-hmm. He's talked about it before, and he said that it wouldn't be a hard weight cut. As of right now, uh, he said he only has to cut about five pounds. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, to be able to make one thirty-five, and then you see uh, Font come in, and he he looked was, big. 
he he looked really big in there and he had the length mm-hmm. and font said the, the game plan with cody would be very similar to the game plan that he would have with Piotr Jan. yeah where he just stays long continues using the jab and just lets them run into something hard after that yeah i think font was um, right in saying that a tougher test for him stylistically would be aljamain sterling aljo yeah just because styles make fights right like obviously Piotr Jan, at least in their fight against aljamain had his number Right, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Rob Font would also have Aljamain's number, and that Piotr would be a harder fight. It's just Plus, how that works. Think about how many acting classes Aljo would be <laughs> able to have taken by the time he fights a Font. He said uh, his Aljamain said his skills would be so much better. Yeah, Aljamain said that um, in November is what they're targeting for him to fight Piotr mm-hmm. John again. So we got a ways to go. Which sucks because now there's holding there's the a, division up, dude. Because at this point, if Piotr Jan won that fight, they would have already had Sandhagen versus um, uh, Piotr scheduled. Piotr, because he deserves the title fight. And now you have Rob Font, who probably deserves the title fight, also, who's now has to just kind of wait. So in our January predictions, I had said Sandhagen would be holding the belt by the end of the year. Yeah, but. Can we wash that now nope. just due to injury or do ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, but I, I mean, either way, it was a fun main event. Uh, didn't go the way Garbrandt wanted it to, of course. Mm-hmm. It went the way Man, that I thought it was going to go. I didn't think, you know what? I thought Font had a very good chance. I thought it was going to be a boxing match. I also took into consideration that Cody went 36-0 as an yeah. amateur boxer. So this is, this is what he really like is known for. He talks about his boxing. Mm-hmm. And Font was like, well, let me show you mine. You might have been 36-0 yeah. as an amateur, but I also delivered this many pizzas. <laughs> yeah. And let me show you my jab. Dude, he... So, it was... It, I, I, the reason I thought Font was going to win this was because Cody, he's got great hands and they're fast, but he also, yep. most of his good shots are looping shots. Looping? Yeah, where Rob Font is like zero wasted energy, one, two, one, two, one, two. That's going to beat the looping, no matter how fast your hands are, right, with your hooks. The jab is gonna beat it. It's just gonna beat it, especially since Font doesn't fight with his hands down or anything like that. He fights with a pretty high guard. There's not a lot of. He's very technical. Yeah, like it's just it's coming from right. Very it's coming from right in front of your face. Your your hook isn't gonna beat it. So I thought as long as he can, um, man, he did such a good job of like his fight IQ so high. Like anytime yep. you back him up too far, he takes a step back, lets him come forward, jab, you know, and just. Yeah, because the only I was chance just gonna that, say that yeah, the only chance that Cody he kept had, on going up to the cage, <laughs> and like doing that thing where he like side eyes like ready to come with the the wide right. Yeah, yeah. And Font would just back up and just let him get back off. Yeah, yeah. Just reset. I'm not gonna fall into your trap because that's the thing that Cody might have had 36. He might have gone 36 and 0 as an amateur boxer, right? First of all, first off, it's amateur boxing, right? Who's he fighting? Secondly, mm-hmm. um. Rob Font, uh, or Cody, sorry, he, I think his quick rise in MMA ultimately is also why he's struggling right now, because he kind of got away with some things that you shouldn't really be getting away with, and he kind of um, falls back on those things, like the crazy big counter, the my power's gonna beat your power if we just stand toe-to-toe. Those are the things that he's kind of fallen in love with or like set up um, tendencies with that as long as Font doesn't fall prey to those tendencies, it's it's uh, this is what's going to happen. And that's what happened. Um, you know, no, that's a good point, because he, he did have a very fast ascension. I think part of it, too, was being part of Team Alpha oh, Male 100%. and the the pool that Team Alpha Male had at that point in time. And not just that, and, but and Team Alpha Male, people forget the fact that these are. Dominic Cruz was the champ. There was like that yep. whole storyline already made for him to just get a quick title shot. And I'm not saying he didn't earn his title shot, but uh, yeah, the path was there just because of the team he was at and who the <laughs> Pe- villain of the division was. People forget just how much pool Team Alpha Male had because of all the monsters they had coming out of there. In a, to the point where in a new division. I don't know if you remember, but Ur- Uriah gets beat by uh, Brandao. No, not Brindell. Who is it? Uh, who had the title? Do you remember? Not Diego Brandao. Not Dominic Cruz. I can't. No, 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 no. But Uriah Faber loses to him. Oh, oh. And then after oh, he loses, uh, Barrow. Come on, 
Come on. Hen and Burrell. Burrell. Yeah. Hen and Burrell. And at the end, when they interview him, he says, hey, give my boy TJ a shot. Like, you, you know what I mean? And then Dana's like, okay. Well, and so he gives <laughs> well that's not what TJ I, did a shot shot right after. TJ got the fight because of an injury, though. No, no, yeah. But I'm saying, like, yeah, would they have I, gone I feel with like there's TJ. other folks. Yeah. They, exactly. I mean, TJ wasn't I, even I feel like there's the other folks they probably could have thrown in there. Exactly. And I, I just feel like there's so much pull that Team Alpha Male had, which helped yeah. TJ out, and it also helped Cody Garbrandt out. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely. But I, I still think he, he can be a – I mean, he's a top 10 fighter. Mm-hmm. He's still learning. Uh, still uh, evidently, kind of, right? I mean, switching back and forth between two camps. He needs to just go to Mark Henry, I think, full time. Yeah, because I, I think so too. And he needs to uh, mentally going into this fight. I think there was questions even in his mind about his chin, uh, and I think this fight solidified to himself that he can actually take a shot again. You know, mm-hmm. um, because everyone's saying his chin was da- his, his chin sucks, all the stuff. Dude was knocked out by heavy hitters. It's not like he was, he wasn't knocked out by jabs. Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz, TJ Dillashaw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. guys with knockouts Killers. on their record. <laughs> so, like, it's not like he was getting knocked out by flicking jabs, you know? So, I think now he has that confidence because in this fight, he never really took charge until that fifth round, right? Uh, first round, <laughs> yeah. maybe, there was, a, there was a battle for who's taking charge and Font obviously won it. But in the fifth round, he kind of came back out there, I think, realizing, like, oh, I can take these shots. You know, he's hit me. He, I've been tagged this whole fight, and I'm still here. So, like, let me try to take charge again. Ultimately, the jab and the one-two and the footwork from Rob Font wilted that in the fifth round. But I, he was forced to counter-strike in this one because of the game plan that Rob yep. Font implemented. If he can, with the confidence that this fight hopefully gave him, at least in his durability... If he can come out as the wrecking ball and take charge and be be first, that's where he starts having the success that he used to have, I think. So I think this is a big learning moment for him. Uh, and I don't think he's done yeah. by any means, you know. And I'm not saying uh, he should go in there and be reckless. No, 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 no. Uh, like the old Cody Garbrandt. But I, I'm saying that, you know, when, when he was willing to trade in the center of the octagon, he was having more success. Yeah. And in the first round, after those two takedowns, he didn't do very much with those two takedowns, no. which is why he still ended up losing on two of the scorecards. I think it was 50-45. Yeah. Um, that, that's just not Cody, and it hasn't been Cody his entire time in, in mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully Mark Henry, Cody Gar- Garbrandt go back to the drawing board and see what it is that they can come up with uh, for, for his next fight. But there's a lot of good fights to be made for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, the divisions... like I said, especially if he goes down at flyweight. Yeah, I mean, even... Yeah, both both divisions are so good right now that I'm yeah. Either, I, I'm excited to see him fight yeah. anywhere, you know. But if I'm Cody Garbrandt, what gives me the fastest opportunity for another title shot? Oh yeah, 125. And for I sure. think that might be uh, flyweight. Yeah, 100. So even we'll, if we'll see, even if there wasn't this hold on the belt at 135, it would still be flyweight is the quickest route because I mean, it's just it is what it is, you know. He's got the he's got the and name. Man, to, to think that they were trying to schedule a Davison Figueredo versus Cody Garbrandt mm-hmm. not that long ago. I mean, they did schedule it, right? Yeah, and it got canceled. Yeah, I, I think I that's know, when, for Cody, what reason, that's I can't when Cody got COVID, I think. You're right. And it was a bad case. Of You're that. right. And now here we are, you know, and he said he didn't want to wait. He wanted to stay active. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he has a family to feed, too. Um, but, man... Just he, he, from a title shot to now, you know, losing to Rob Fon and trying to figure out what's next. Yeah, things change very quickly in MMA. Yeah, it does, and they can. And uh, I, I think people are going to, um, there's a lot of people who aren't going to realize how good Rob Font is, and see Cody losing this fight and see, oh man, he's losing to guys I've never heard of. You know, like he used to be a champion, but that's like not the situation at all. Rob Font is so good. He's so good. He just hasn't yep. got his his like platform yet. Hopefully this hopefully people aren't taking this as and I'm already seeing it a little bit as Cody regressing and losing to somebody. And instead it should be Rob Font is top tier. Top tier. And we if uh you want to, you can go back to the episode where we spoke about Font versus Morais. Yeah. 
where we also spoke very highly of Fontaine. So, I mean, he's been so good, uh, dude. He's been so good. He just hasn't got his big moments, you know? And this was the first one for him, I think. And yeah. Now we're going to see. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? All right. So we got sleepy Carlos Barza <laughs> versus Jan Shonan. Yeah. Right? So the first <laughs> first round went exactly how I thought it would with a little bit of lay and pray. But then she finished that first minute yeah. of that first round. You mean the last The first minute, minute of the first round. Oh, sorry. The last minute. She finished the last minute of the, of the first round. Yeah. With some more ground and pound. I mean, that was a the second round. round. If she were to fight like on the ground the way that she did in the second round all the time, bro, she'd be the female Khabib. <laughs> exactly. You know? Everybody knows exactly what Carlos Barza wants to do. There's no secret. Yeah. She tells people, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm gonna take him down, ground and pound. And Mostly like take I said, him down. For the first, not much ground and pound yeah, usually. <laughs> exactly. For the first three and a half minutes of the first round, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then she turned it on. And I think she saw that Yan Shannon just didn't bring anything in being able to sweep, uh, didn't threaten. She threatened with a submission. She threatened with what two, was it, two the, submissions. Uh, Kimura? Yeah, the Kimura. And uh, right before the Kimura, uh, she armbarred herself. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> she did armbar herself. But like I've, when I think about threatening with a submission... Yeah, there's a first. It, it looks like thing, she it, honestly, like it looked like she actually hurt herself doing it. She hyperextended it, it was a like, little oh. bit. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Um, no, but Fuck, like when I, I think about threatening with a submission, I think about a rough font in the first round where Cody had to react. Yeah, he had to roll out mm-hmm. of it, and he was able to get up off of it. I don't feel like Carla Sparza, sleepy Carla, felt too threatened. She was never in a position to finish it. She yeah. basically just grabbed onto something that it was something she could grab onto, but it wasn't really anything that could amount to anything. But that second round, <laughs> you know, Richard Casual put up the image right now, uh, where she's in, she has Yan Shannon in that and crucifix, crucifix on the ground. And she is dropping elbows. Yeah. Look at that. Just Come on. Dropping. Hey, hey, Richard Casual. Hey, great look at job, this production man, right value, dude. Come on. <laughs> hey, new platform. No, but I mean, look at that. And, you know, at that point, I just felt bad for Yan Shannon because I knew there, there's just not much she's going to be able to do. She she's not going to be able to get out of this. She couldn't do anything. If people have a hard time getting Carla off of her of, of them, regardless, and then you you combo that with the ground and pound that she was landing, and you're, it's like, like you said, if that's how she fights from now on, dude, scary, it's dangerous, and she ha- she's scary. always had the ability to do that. She's always had the ability. Yeah. She's just always been kind of like a point fighter where she's trying to get the control time, and that's pretty much it, right? But, I mean, in my opinion, she gets a title shot now. You think so? Dude, who who deserves it more than her? You're right. Not Zhang Weili, right. in my opinion. You know, it, for, for me, if it would have been three rounds of lay and pray, I'd say... Let, let's put her up against somebody else, maybe a Mackenzie Dern after the Marina Rodriguez Mackenzie Dern fight. Yeah, but then what's Rose but doing? But the way that she in that meantime, you know, Rose has to fight too. Does she? I mean, not really, I guess, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I mean, that's you sell the rematch, right? I mean, the first fight was terrible because that was when Carla was just laying prey. Rose is like what four and one in her career at that point, like a joke, right? Everyone knew. Well, not everyone knew, but Joanna was like the uncrowned champ during that time, right? She, they're doing the Ultimate Fighter series. Meanwhile, Joanna's already busting people up in the UFC. It was kind of weird that they, the the Ultimate Fighter season got the title shot right away, or the title fight, not even the shot. It was both people from the house when Joanna's already fighting in the division that they created. But yeah, but now you can sell the rematch, right? She already beat the champ. Um, yeah, I mean, come on. What else are you going to do? Zhang Weili gets knocked out in the first round. Uh, it's not like Zhang Weili had some crazy long eight-fight title defense, you know, reign, you know? Yep. She did, what has she done to get a, a rematch? Nothing, you know? You're right. So we said going into this that Yan Xiaonan is potentially getting to a contender level. 
really close. And Carla Esparza now, again, another win for her. And it's a finish, a dominating finish. You, I guess you could do Carla Esparza versus Zhang Wei Li. But I, you know, I, I think, and, and this is someone, coming from someone who has been very critical of Carla Esparza up until this point. I think she she earned the title fight, you know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go up against what you're saying, man. It is, and I just hope that uh, they let Yan Xiaonan back into China after that long, the last fight. Dude, how about that was that was rough. How about since Rose said better dead than red, Chinese fighters are zero and eight in the UFC. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> are you trying to are you trying to make a correlation between the Chinese fighters' performance <laughs> it's just and Rose Namajunas? <laughs> I mean, it's just a uh, you know, it's a coincidence, I guess. But dude. Eight fights, eight losses, four finishes. Scientifically proven. Rose Namajunas Rose is holding back. broke China. All communist fighters. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Oh, man. Well, uh, good for uh, Carlos Barza. Uh, this, uh, at least the second round, was one of the most exciting performances that I've seen uh, Carlos Barza put on. Uh, it was by far the most exciting thing she's ever done. Like, not even close. Bef- <laughs> Before that, we had uh, Tafa versus Vandera. Was this fight of the night? Yeah, probably. I don't know if it won. What won fight of the night? Uh, no, I, I was asking. I was oh, it asking. did win. Yeah, it did win. <laughs> it did yeah. win. It, good. It deserved a win. Uh, so Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this was heavyweights slanging and banging, you know? I love it. Just, I mean, what's, what's better, you know? This is what you hope for in heavyweight fights. You know, most of the time it's one yeah, so shot and down. This is what you want. Well, when Vandera got cut, and I was like, that is the nastiest gash <laughs> I've ever seen. Then the cut man comes in and wipes it off. I was like, oh, it's like a paper cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just, it's just bleeding profusely. Foreheads just bleed, man. Just bleed. Just bleed. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, hey, shout out it to was the nails, really too, honestly. I'm, I'm a big fan. That's some old school animation uh, the, right there. Oh, the painted nails. Oh, oh yeah, the painted nails. Uh, man, for, for me, Vandera, just bleed, I bro. really loved. <laughs> I really love how he mixed in the his body kicks, dude. Throughout he, the fight, he was fighting he, the combos he was throwing. He, he was fighting like a middleweight. I mean, much slower, obviously, but like the combos he was throwing and the volume he was throwing when he did let it go, dude. Just so much output from a heavyweight, you know. Just, yep, and and. The first round was kind of a feeling out process, right? A little bit. Dude, but then, the second round. That last like minute of the second round up against the cage. Oh my God. Oh my God. He swarms Tafa. Tafa just is like kind of just weathering it, just eating shots. Comes back with like a, a then couple the hit combo, combo. And then <laughs> that backs him up right away. And all of a sudden there's blood everywhere. And you're like, what the fuck? What, what just happened? Dude? <laughs> Man. And I mean, everywhere. everywhere. Cause dude was dripping, yeah, literally dripping. You could see it dripping on his foot. Dude, wherever covered. he was walking, it was dripping on the canvas. Tafa was covered in blood. Yeah, it was just oh my god. But Tafa has the style uh, where he just slowly stalks, mm-hmm. slowly stalks, and like you said, that first round, that feeling out process. But yeah. then as the fight continued going on, he started finding a, a home for his left, uh, for his left hand. Yeah, yeah repeatedly dude you look at his uh his all of his ufc fights he gets knocked out against jorgen de castro it was whatever right he got slapped real quick then the juan adams fight knocks him out in the first round awesome then he fights uh carlos Fel- uh felipe felipe uh yeah and split decision and it was an awesome fight. i love that fight it was a really it was good fight. awesome it's just two big heavyweights just slugging it out right and then you have this now he's four and three. Um, he's one and three in the UFC. Um, he just puts on bangers, though, man. At, and at heavyweight, how old is he? He's twenty-seven years old at heavyweight. I don't think he's oh going God. anywhere, man. I don't think he's going anywhere. Hey, not gonna lie, I thought he was like thirty-eight. <laughs> hey, they said his younger brother was uh, about to be on the contender series too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. all about it, dude. Ju- junior. Yeah, dude. Junior Tafa. Junior Tafa. And, uh, man, just what a fun fight, you know? Yeah. Tafa's just going to have uh, to – he's got to create his own opportunities, 
that's what he needs to kind of work on, right? He he's kind of looking for openings more than making openings, you know. And and there's yep. a fine line, right? Because you don't want to force it and then get caught. But um, and I think that's part of the the slow stalking. Yeah, we take slow steps forward, slow steps forward, just waiting for that big shot instead of trying to set something up with footwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't really cutting the cage off very much. Faints, Faints anything. Be the big it was thing. just a slow stock, slow stock, slow stock. And then when Vandera would come out with him something, he'd try to counter. Yeah. Like I said, he was able to find the left with the with the counter every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But for somebody like Taffa, that was, uh, you know, he had the output. You mean uh, Vandera? Oh, Van- or Vandera. Yeah, Vandera. Yeah. yeah, he had the output. Uh, so what are you going to do to counter that? Yeah, you have to, like, you have to bring it. You know, you can't just sit back. And especially when you are landing your big shots and, and Vandera, dude, or Vandera, there was one point, maybe two points, where Vandera looked like he got stung. Stung. And he was like, woo. And, it, and he just couldn't bring it. And you can't, like I said, it's a very fine line, especially at heavyweight. You can't get overzealous and force something because all it takes is one. At, yeah. You know? Ask Pat Berry. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Ask Pat Berry, man. <laughs> uh, dude. And I'll say this. Vendera at the end, it's his first UFC win. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> first uh, post-fight interview. How adorable was Vendera <laughs> at the end? So awkward. I know. And it just reminded me of Ricky Bobby in his <laughs> first interview after his first race. Where he's just like super quiet, dude. You're just talking. Yeah. Just, his hands just start coming. I do it for the know, culture. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you know, and I want to give props to my teammate. And he's like, love you guys. Yeah. And then, like, dude, it was just an awesome interview, man. Uh, but I'm excited to see him fight again. Yeah, I'm excited to see both these guys again, man. Tafa's in a, he, Tafa hasn't been in a boring fight. And he won't be. Yeah, I don't think so. He, it's just not in his blood. Yeah. Dude. You know, so uh, before that, Spencer versus Dumont. <laughs> yeah, this was uh Spencer versus Dumont. It was a fight. This was a fight and it happened. And uh look at that. As, yeah, we're, <laughs> hey, this is exactly how it is with with like Felder. And when he's trying to describe what happened, he's like in a head kick there and Dumont coming in with the right hand and all right, let's go to the post fight interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much going on, right? Yeah. Not much going on. I will say, though, uh, Spencer, I was surprised with her striking in, in this fight. It didn't go the way she wanted, but it, it's more than she's done in the past. Correct. I'll say Correct. that. And she is I'll say that, tough. So. so tough. She is very tough. Yeah. She could. Uh... Bef- Before that, we had <laughs> almost went to South Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we had. That's our boy right there. versus. Versus Billy. Versus Billy. Yeah, that's our boy. Bill Aljo. Dude, uh, for, for me, uh, takedowns were just the story of, of this specific fight here. I had Aljo winning rounds two and three. It was a close fight. It was a close fight. I, I was surprised how easy it was for Hamos to take Aljo down. It was a couple of basic like uh, trips yeah, I was su- up against the cage. I was surprised how easy it was for Aljo to get up as soon as he got taken down every that time. That too. <clears throat> it was just like... The first round, there was real. Look, su- look at him on them, on him like that, like a little spider monkey. Yeah, like yeah. And, and this, the first round, there were submission attempts from Ricardo Hamos, right? And uh, mm-hmm. but after that, the takedowns really didn't even threaten anything. There was just nothing after them. And anytime Aljo was landing, which he was outstriking him considerably, every time he was landing, it looked like it was getting reactions from Hamos. He'd hit him with like a big mm-hmm. shot, and he'd go bam, stun him real quick. And then Aljo just didn't have like the urgency, I think, to like follow up. But you think he just thought that he was cruising? Could be, because I mean, you get taken down, you pop back up, you're like, it's not shit. And then you land a couple shots, and you see it, him react to it, and you're like, yeah, I'm stinging this dude. And, and maybe he's then you get taken down again. Yeah. And then you get back and up then and sting him, and like <laughs> that was basically the whole fight, right? Takedown, get back up, gotcha. Takedown, get back up, and then I get you again. Like, so. I don't know. I, I definitely. The, it's crazy to me that that there was a thirty twenty seven, because the third round I thought was like a clear Aljo win, specifically the third. The second round was by far the closest round because Close. I thought round one was a clear Hamos win. I thought round three was definitely for Aljo. I don't know. For, takedowns should matter, 
they should matter. I see people saying takedowns with nothing after them shouldn't count, shouldn't mean anything. You still, it's hard to take somebody down. You know what I mean? Like it should yeah. still count. Um, should it count more than getting outstruck almost two to one? That's where we have to find that. We have to find out, right? And I think each judge has a different opinion on that. And uh, yeah, which it could be fine. It can be fine, you know. But there shouldn't be a fight. Fights shouldn't happen. And if you replace the judges with different judges, the outcomes should never change. Right, we have to kind of agree on like a standard, and which we're we supposedly have a standard. Doesn't seem like it, because it, I mean, it just seems like it's so up in the air. Like, what are they going to yep. value? Are they going to value the takedowns? Are they going to value the the octagon control? Are they going to take like we shouldn't be having give these us questions. open scoring? Yeah, give us open scoring. But not even that. We you know, shouldn't what, even how have do you the think questions. Al- no, I agree. But how do you think Alger would have also reacted? Yeah, if you thought if you saw, right. oh, I'm down two rounds. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe even after the first round where he probably thought that he guarantee like guarantee got that first round and he realizes that one judge gave it to to Hamos. Mm-hmm. Maybe he comes out, you know, wanting to, to finish the round a lot more on True. the in the second. I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh it's just frustrating. It was a frustrating fight. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the fight. Um the yeah. judging is just frustrating. And and I'm probably a little biased with Aljo, I'll be honest. I just want to see him do well because I, th- I see the potential. I see like he does some things that I'm like, damn, dude, that's that's like unique to him. You know, there's like some high level things that he yep. does that I don't see from anybody else. Um, yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he was just kind of coasting a little bit in his mind. Um, I don't know. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Well, you know, somebody that uh, didn't have an opportunity to coast was uh, Edmund Shabazian. So this we is have a great a- fight. Romanson versus Shabazian. It was it was really good. Fight. This is a very close second for a fight of the night, like really really good. Oh look, look at that! At that. <laughs> Two seconds that, left man. on the clock, Dude, going for it. That and but this is what I was gonna say. It's just Jack Romanson. Some of the nastiest ground and pound. He's so unorthodox. Relentless, relentless with the ground and pound. Yeah, he throws some love weird it. shots too, standing and on the ground, like. He he lands big shots on the ground that it doesn't seem like there's enough space for those shots to land, you know. Comes at like yeah. weird angles and like he finds these little holes. And uh, you could s- slowly start seeing Shabazzian's face take different forms. Yeah, yeah. As the Dude, rest go, of the night. Go, oh, <laughs> and there it yes. is. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. And that's the end of the third. Dude, round. going into it, looking at Jack Romanson's face. I know he this bout got rescheduled because he got COVID, right? And um, mm-hmm. he even talked about how he feel like he didn't he, he didn't really get like full training for this because of COVID, um, mm. and he looked kind of like worse for wear. Like during the walkout, I was like, dude, Harmanson looks like like I mean this with all due respect, right? But like he looked kind of like puffy, right? Like he looked like he was sick. And I was like, dude, oh, okay. like, he doesn't look good. And after the first yeah. round, I was like, fuck, man. I think he came into this like compromised. And and he was like, you think I don't look good right now? Just wait till the end of the third yeah. round. Because the first round, Shabazian striking, man. So good. You know, just... Mm-hmm. Th- that's why this fight, after his fight against Derek Brunson, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why are they giving him a Manson? Like, give him a striker at least. You know, yeah. like at least give him a little bit of a rebound. It's like he fought up. I know rankings wise, it doesn't say that, but I think Hermanson's should be above uh, Derek Brunson, Brunson. Uh, as far as skills go. Um, but the first round, Hermanson had zero answers, and he even said he kind of started slow and he and he fucked up. He let Shabazian get his rhythm because Shabazian was in that flow state. Where everything he was throwing mm-hmm. was landing, Hermanson couldn't really give anything back. Um, he he was stuffing all the takedowns really well. I mean, he was lighting them up, and I was like, "Fuck, man, he's gonna really have to turn a new page in this fight." And then the second round starts, you know, and uh, all of a sudden, like three seconds in, they're up yeah. against the cage, and he's swarming Shabazian. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just went hard. I. Uh... I think I told you going into this, Will, 
I was uh, seven and seven on my picks for the day. Yeah. And then from the Ricardo uh, Ricardo Hamas on, I went zero for five. Yeah. Zero <laughs> for five. Not not a good finish for your boy here. Hey, but at least Very you got like, at least you got uh, the uh, you got the important fights though. <laughs> all of the ones the on the other cards. <laughs> that's so funny oh man not a good finish for your boy but dude i i, I love watching her manson fight another example somebody that would kind of have an idea of what he's gonna do mm-hmm. just try stopping him just try just, yeah him. exactly you know what the game plan is and and he did he and was stopping he's him scary first. down there and then dude as soon as he got the takedown and uh um they were talking about how Oh, the second round really could have gone either way because of the sweep and all this stuff. Bro, you're telling me a sweep with a minute left is, is going to outweigh four minutes of top control with vicious ground and pound? Why would, why are, like, nah. What are we even talking about here? Like That was a clear as day 10-9 round for Hermanson. And then, so taking a look at uh, Hermanson now, Yeah. Uh, when we see where he lands, he was ranked seventh, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So he's ranked seventh. We got a Darren Till. I don't think he has anything booked. Till is fighting Brunson. Okay, so we got Till versus Brunson. In August. Jerry Cannonier is fighting Paulo Costa. Yep. Vittori is fighting Adesanya. Yep. Robert Whitaker, question mark? But that'd be a big jump for him. It'd be a big jump. I mean, I don't think he should be ranked seventh. I, what happened? Why is he ranked seventh? Because he lost to the guy, the number one contender? Like why did he drop so crazy, right? Like why did he that, that seems crazy to I, me. If if what about Calvin Gaslam? He already subbed him. He subbed him in like thirty seconds. You know? Yeah, but it was such a quick fight. It was such a quick fight, but like that's how you know they don't they shouldn't run it back. <laughs> 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 but and and I think uh Calvin is booked, I think. I don't remember who. I don't know. Sean Strickland is fighting Uriah yeah. Hall. Um I, I if I'm looking at the everybody's rankings, booked. He's gonna have to wait, dude. If I'm looking at the rankings, Adesanya, number one, number two, has to be Robert Whitaker. I think he's the next best. Um, then I mean, probably Vittori, and then I think it's Jack. I think I would put Jack above Paulo Costa. I would put him above Cannoneer, Darren Till, Brunson. That's where I think he should be ranking skill wise. Um. He said he wants to fight the winner of uh, Costa versus Cannoneer or the winner of Till versus Brunson. I think that's, I mean, what else can you even do, right? He's not going to fight Whitaker. Whitaker's not taking that fight right now. Whitaker can wait yep. and, and fight for the belt after, I would imagine. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of a tough spot. You know, I think he, he kind of has to just wait, see what happens with those two fights, and then go from there. Going to have to wait. But I, I'm very right. high well, on that, I think he's very, very skilled. I was so, so impressed with the way Vittori beat him. That fight was eye-opening to me, honestly, because yep. I think I hold Hermanson very high. So the way that Vittori dealt with him was pretty incredible. Yep, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know Rothwell what to do with versus Barnett. So by the way, uh, we showed earlier our handle for Instagram. Go check out uh, Instagram because... <laughs> If you didn't know Barnett yeah. going into this, you don't know that this man, Chris Barnett, carries some of the best dance moves that I've ever seen for anybody of his I was going to say at heavyweight. <laughs> at heavyweight. Yeah. At, yeah. Well, yeah, dude, I'm not like, yeah. can't be like a back, you know, a backup dancer for anybody. You but I'm saying like. They have like the regular backup dancers oh, and then he's just back there also. I can. Oh, I can't imagine. That'd be it'd be fantastic. like uh, it'd be like the old SNL skit with uh, Chris, Chris Farley. Farley and uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Chippendale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but man, um, he was a one-trick pony. He had the uh, <laughs> he had the Superman punch yep. with a leg kick. Yeah, Superman punch into leg kick. I don't know how many times he Superman did that. punch That's, into. Like, reminds me of the. It reminds me of the first time I played uh, UFC when I first came out on Xbox, and I was like, "Well, I don't know what I'm doing, but let me just keep on pressing these two buttons over and over again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that was it. And I mean, Rothwell, just being the veteran that he is, just sat back and just waited and just picked his opportunities but i mean when he uh when he choked him out there mm-hmm. I, I i think a big part of that too was also uh barnett being exhausted <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely Definitely. exhausted 
Definitely. It was because uh, he was probably thinking, I'm going to get dropped or I can get choked out real quick in the night. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I hate to say that, but. Well, dude, if you listen to Uncle Chael, Uncle Chael will say that at this level, people do not get caught in submissions. They only give up. Hey, I and everybody knows I listen to Uncle Chael. Yeah, so take that for what you will. He says he was like, and before you contend on that point, just let's, just remember that I'm a I'm a multi-time title challenger telling you that, and I know what I'm talking about. It's like, all right, Chael. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude, I, I told you. I think I sent you and George that picture, man. He's on my uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, he's right behind you. Yeah, I, I mean, he's right. Wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, not much to say about that fight for me. No, it was, um, it was a heavyweight fight. And we're going to skip a couple fights. We're going to cover uh, Bruno Silva versus Victor Rodriguez next. Yeah, uh, this was... Um, I love fights like this. People who are trying to like break in, you know, they're like trying to get there, get their dues. Uh, and um, uh, what weight class was this at? This was at uh, one flyweight. Yeah, one twenty-five. How often do you see someone go down like that at this weight class? Not very often. I mean, dude, he he hit him, and it, it looked sped up the way he fell, like. It's like he like somebody pushed him at the same time that he got punched in the face. It looked like uh remember in Django Unchained at the end when there's the shootout scene <laughs> and the the girl comes out with the big dress and she like walks into the room and he shoots her and then she like goes flying back. Like they pulled her with like yeah. a rope. That's what this was. He got hit and <laughs> it's like they had a rope tied to him in the bot like in the cage and someone just, just pulled it. <laughs> like, dude, he went down <laughs> so hard. Uh crazy power man and uh yeah you know bruno silva so we take a look at this uh jp buys mm -hmm. uh knocked him out with the counter right now the right cross that right hand man is gonna give so many people trouble yeah uh he lasted uh, dvorak too uh a couple fights ago yeah Th this is a fun division man dude i love this division so much like they've done such a good job rebuilding this such a good job um kind of makes me wonder we put dj back into his division mm -hmm. do you think he continues blowing past everybody yeah you mm -hmm. do i do really yeah i mean stylistically there's nothing here there's nothing here <laughs> uh and he, he i know he just got knocked out in one fc but Something weird going on in one FC. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What With do you the mean? hydration levels and the weight cuts and stuff, there's something, something's weird. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, all of these UFC guys are going over there, and they look like they're a weight class below everybody else. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not like a UFC shill, right? It's just there's something going on. And even Ben Askren talks about the hydration stuff they were doing at one FC, and he says it's all bullshit. So. I don't know. Something's weird going on. You look at that fight. Demetrius looks like he's in another weight class. He looks smaller. Yeah, um, he looked a lot. And, smaller. Yeah, and I'm not saying. I mean, he got caught, right? He still got caught. He got caught by something that, uh, like, mid combo, right? So the counter was there. Weight classes don't allow you to land counters. You know, uh, he got caught. But that being said, I think in the UFC, fighting at the weight class that he's been fighting at. I think he still beats pretty much everybody in in there. Mm. I think that uh, some of these folks would give him a more uh, more of a run for his yeah. Money, I mean, definitely for definitely. sure. They're going to be much more competitive. Uh, yeah, I fights. definitely think the division's been built up so much more yeah. since uh, when DJ was here. Either that, or we just didn't really pay attention to it. No, because we just figured none of these folks are going to run through. No, DJ. it's because the UFC didn't pay attention to it, so they weren't out there scouting top tier talent. The talent's been there. It just wasn't in the UFC. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's part of it. And also people, we've talked about it before, when there's a dominant champion, I think subconsciously people are not performing to their abilities. And then as soon as the dominant champ leaves, all of a sudden the division's on fire. It happens too many times to be a coincidence. It happens almost every time. Yeah. You know, so yep. um, I think that's part of it too, you know. 
people rise to the occasion okay. when they think there's an occasion to rise to. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, well, before that, we had somebody else uh, from the Czech Republic, Dvorak the... versus Ronderos. Shout out Czech Republic. There it is. Shout out Czech Republic for That's sure. The boys right there. <laughs> uh, so, dude, Dvorak's so slick, man. Yeah, dude. That's the only word that kept on just ju- popping out of my head. It's just slick. Yeah, I mean, um, he, uh, the guy we were just talking about, he, uh, he beat him. <laughs> you <Yep>. know <laughs> he beat bruno silva yeah uh look at that one arm uh rnc beautiful man. beautiful grabbed him by the, the back of the shoulder blade and just kept it and then trapped the arm i thought i thought he was going to eventually pull that arm out and sync it up the traditional way didn't need no to. need didn't need to just no need look at that face yeah there, there's no coming at and it. And that's what, and dude, it's, oh man, it's so perfect. You see him, he traps the arm with the underhook right there. He has the, he has the choke secured on the shoulder, right? Obviously, it's not, um, like the most secure there, but it was first round, right? Yeah, first round. They're not yep. super slick yet. And the best thing, dude, ear to ear. Look at that. That's, that's yep. where you want to be. Cause, cause now you have to imagine this whole section of uh, Dvorak is pressing on the back of his head and and pushing it into his forearm because he's he's going through it like beautiful when he when he locked up the arm I was like oh bro it's over dude there's no way he's gonna get out of this just so impressive and then a post fight interview when they're like you know that you uh had it sunk in he goes yeah he uh, stopped breathing. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's <laughs> that'll it. do it. There you go. <laughs> that'll, that'll do yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah, very impressive. 3-0 and in the UFC now, right? Yep, 3-0 and in the UFC. Yeah. Man, I didn't realize how he He's 20-3. and three. Dude, he has so much experience already. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like, there, there's a lot of talent outside. And this is another one. Another one where... I mean, this guy, I mean, he was his, he's been fighting since 2012. So he's been there. He's been out there. The UFC just wasn't looking for this division. You know, they just weren't finding people. Yeah. I mean, his, his first loss came in his very first fight against Philippe Masic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rematches. Oh, it looks like Philippe Masic has his number. Yeah. <laughs> Because two of his three uh, losses come from that same guy. Yeah. But look at the streak he's on. Dude hasn't lost since uh, 2012. Yeah. I mean, wow. It's impressive, you know? And uh, another person in that division that is like growing. That division is, is growing. Like, oh, man. It, it, the, the fact <laughs> that you can look at the top 15 and see just a bunch of killers. It's, it's so cool to see in that division because the skill level at that division is so high because they can't just rely on like, I'll just land my counter and knock you out, you know? Like obviously there's there's knockout power. The, the fight we just talked about was a was a one-punch knockout, but mm-hmm. but it's not like, like at heavyweight, a lot of people can rely on that, you know? You can, you can be a yeah. one-trick pony with a Superman punch and still make it to the UFC. But at, you know, at flyweight... I, I, don't, I don't see... I don't see Figueiredo reigning as champion for a really long time, and I see this belt switching hands. Yeah, you know, quite a Dude, few times in the next killers. couple of years. There's killers. There's that. <laughs> All right. Anything else on that fight, sir? Uh, no, no. That was. I mean, not much to talk about. Otherwise, just very impressed. You know, shout out Czech Republic. Shout out. Now, Will's wisdom. Yeah. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right, so uh, Chaptree, is that how you pronounce? President of uh, Mm 1FC? Says that he would definitely welcome a one versus UFC event. Of course he would. What do you think? Everybody would. If you ask Scott Coker, he would say the same thing. You know? Everybody wants to do it. There's a reason why it's always the UFC declining it. Because everybody's always asking to do it. You know? Why Why wouldn't you? You want to test it because if you if your guys say you, you do a main event, a main card, a five fight main card of one of C fighters versus UFC fighters, if it's a clean sweep UFC winning, right? 
one can say, yeah, I mean, they're the top guys. Of course. But if they just get one. Oh, snaps. I know. Look at Rich on the fly. Hey, by the, by the way, dude, Rich and Casual changing that up right. Hey, mad props to you, Rich and Casual. <laughs> mad props. Uh, mad props. But, but, uh, but like. Of, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw yeah. you off. I, I just saw that on the bottom on the ticker and I was like, God damn, Rich and Casual's on it. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's just. Uh, for me, it's like. Obviously, I'd love to see it. Uh, but it's, it's just never going to happen. And of course, they're going to say they want to do it, especially when Eddie Alvarez comes over, he loses. Demetrius Johnson comes over, he loses. Sage Northcutt comes over, he loses. Like, of course, they're like, yeah, let us test it. But if they came over and did a, an event in, in America and they had to abide by weight cutting in America, it'd be a different story. I really think yep. there's something weird going on there. I mean, the, these guys are undersized in all the fights. It doesn't make any sense. There's something weird going on there, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, the I next would love one, to watch it though. <laughs> oh, I would watch it for yeah. sure. Uh, Paul failed to retire last night during the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Good time to retire. Uh, that's my question. And. Uh, I did want to say uh, in the post-fight interview, he says it's a touch early, but I'd rather be a touch early than a touch late. So, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Felder, man, one of my uh, faves. What do you think? Yeah, never in a boring fight. Has a win over the current champion. Um, stopped him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to happen. Uh, and I like that he's self-aware enough to to – talk about the lightweight division and what's happening there right now because there's a bunch of guys that can't get fights. Armin Saryukian, uh, Fiziev, all these guys are like, please, like, let us fight. Like, Saryukian eventually, uh, just a couple days ago, was like, I'll fight anybody at this point. I have to stay active. Nobody's going to give me a shot above me. Just give me somebody. Like, just just keep lining them up, and I guess I'll just have to keep beating them until finally I get, I get, get to get in there. So I, I like that he talked about um how he doesn't want to hold up the division because he i'm being honest he is you know it's been a while since he fought and he's holding on to that top 10 ranking there's a few guys i think kevin lee is also um moving up to welterweight now hopefully they get him out of there al Iaquenta, get out of there there's there's guys who should be there and they're not getting their chance it shouldn't take yep charles Oliveira 28 fights in the ufc to get a title fight that's, that's stupid. Yep. When some people <laughs> directly opposite of him fight once and get a title fight. And I'm not I'm not knocking Chandler. Like obviously that's what you would do in that situation. And I'm not gonna say he didn't deserve it if if uh I mean he was next, right? If if Poirier doesn't want it, then you it goes to Chandler. That's it was the right thing to do. But there's other guys who they can't even get into the top ten. You know, and they deserve to be. Yeah. You know, I, I love how uh, Vandera at the end of the fight acknowledges uh, Felder. Yeah, calls him a legend, and you know, after he announced his retirement, all the fighters were mentioned. Some like yeah. even Fawn, I think, was like, "Man, it's too early, man." Yeah, I want to see you fight again. Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody loves Paul Felder. Dude. Yeah, I liked how uh, Bisping was like, "I didn't get any of this." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Fitzgerald's like you're in the Hall of Fame calm down (laughs) hey shout out Fitzgerald also fantastic job again fantastic job always does a great Mm -hmm. job and uh, when he was like um, I messed up earlier because I didn't mention the fact that uh, Keith Peterson takes no nonsense when I announced it and uh, he goes so this is no nonsense (laughs) Keith Peterson oh dude it was just awesome man I'm a big fan of Fitzgerald Big fan, big fan. Uh, we continue hearing back and forth between John Jones and Dana White. Will John Jones ever fight at heavyweight? Yes, I think so. It's just too. Uh, How soon? That I have no idea, man. Next year, probably. Next year? Yeah, I think so. Once John Jones starts blowing most of his money on hookers and cocaine. <laughs> no, you know when we'll see it is if Derek Lewis beats Francis Ngannou. Oh. then we'll see him step in <laughs> then then he'll say you know what fine dana i'll fight for a million or two million yeah. 
But if I beat Derek Lewis, now I have the leverage mm-hmm. because I'm the champ. I'll hold this belt. Yeah. Oh my! I can see God. that happening. You're right. I can see that happening too. All right. Edson Barbosa wants the top five fighter. Who are you lining him up with? Um, at featherweight, right? Yes, sir. Um, if I'm Edson Barbosa, if you if you're going top five. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Calvin Cater right now. I know he's had some weird concussion protocols. Yair, it's either Yair or get the fuck out. Yair get him out. cannot be ranked third. It, it just cannot be the case. Uh, we still don't even really know like what's happening with him. What's going on? Nobody knows. Yeah, so he can't hold the ranking. Uh, I'd love to see him fight the Korean zombie. I don't know what he's up to now. Um, but oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I think Calvin Cater, Yair, or Korean Zombie. That's where we're at at this point. You know, I I want to watch Calvin Cater fight again, but honestly, I'm very happy he's taking that he's time. taking time yeah. off. Yeah, as he you should. know what I mean. That was that was, was bad. That loss to uh, Holloway. I mean, he so. ate more shots. In I'm that glad fight. that he's doing it the right yeah, way. Yeah, he ate more shots in that fight than anybody in UFC history. So. <laughs> And like by a large margin, like the second second place isn't close. That fight shortened his career, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you know it wouldn't be a stretch to say shortened his life, honestly. And the last one for Will's wisdom. Everybody is sad with breakups, Will. <laughs> but recently, we had Diego Sanchez announce <laughs> that he's splitting with his uh, coach Fabia. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Someone got through to him, you know? So Someone got through. Uh, maybe it was Dana, honestly. Having, being like, dude, we have to release you because of this? Like, open your eyes. You know, maybe that... He said he took a long look in the mirror, right? And it was like a, a long moment of reflection and stuff. And that's probably stemmed from it, right? From Dana and stuff like that. But... Uh, that and probably everybody's saying the exact same thing. You think at some point you would look at it and say, well, I'm the only one that thinks that this guy's good for me. Yeah. And yet there's thousands upon, maybe millions of people yeah. <laughs> that, that are saying that this is a fucked up situation. Dude, when maybe time to reflect. When every single fighter interview that the topic gets brought up on, when all of them are like, dude, it's just sad. Like, I hate seeing, like, at some point it's got to, it's got to click, you know? Wilson, thank God. Wilson, thank God. <laughs> oh, hey, Richard Casual, have you been able to catch any fights, dude? I, I know you've been with us already for for some time here. Have you been able to catch any fights whatsoever? I have been. <laughs> I have been so busy getting this stream platform put together. I have not been able to watch anything. So I apologize, but maybe soon, maybe soon, maybe after the face reveal, I'll start. Uh, okay. I'll start watching some fights. <laughs> All right. Until then, uh, just bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Richard Casual. No, Appreciate no it. No problem, buddy. Oh, one of the best avatars I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so perfect. All right. So that's all I got. Thank you for Will's wisdom. Um, I, next week we start going live, right? I believe so. That's the plan, at least, right? Yes. Uh, let's see what fights we have coming up next week. Let me see here. Rosenstruck versus Augusto Sakai. Oh Keep wait! Push. Before that, we have Pettis. Pettis fighting again already? Huh? Is that right? Where? Where do you see that? Maybe, maybe I'm I'm way off. Okay, I skipped a bunch of fights. Never mind. <laughs> Well, in case anybody was wondering, Pettis is fighting again in June. Still seems pretty fast yeah. when I think about it. But yeah, we have uh, who Rosen is it? Struke versus uh, Augusto Sakai. Big step up for Sakai. Big step up, but that's big that's step heavyweight up. MMA for you. Um, it's a real test. Walt Harris versus uh, Marcin Tybura is a great fight. Okay, I really like that. Always fight. enjoy watching Walt Harris. The sleeper fight though, dude. Tanner Bozer versus Latifi. Mm. I saw people shitting all over this card saying, oh, man, another lackluster card back-to-back. Get the fuck out of here, man. Santiago Ponzinibbio's back. Amanda Hebos versus Angela hey, Hill. Hey, by the Come way, on. George's boy, yeah. Ponzinibbio. Nice, man. 
He is still high on Ponza Nibia. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see him bounce back, right? The ring rust is gone, hopefully, and uh, we're good to go. Yep. Uh, and we, we've talked before about uh, Angela Hill and how much we love watching her fight. So was great. This looks like it's going to be Dude, a good this card, card man. is stacked. People are sleeping we on have, this card. Uh, Yusef was Montana Zalal De La Rosa. Versus, dude. Looks like a looks like a little cute. Yeah. Dude, Zalal versus Sean Woodson. Oh. Ooh. Bro, how about Mackie Pitolo? He he's he had to pull out. They're trying to find a replacement. No. I know. But honestly, kind of a good thing. Because he's fighting Dusko. And I feel like Maki yeah. Pitolo Tidorvik. needs like a break. He's been, they've been throwing him killer after killer after kill like four killers in a row. Give him I think give him a rest. We've mentioned we've mentioned the fact that uh, since coming into the UFC, uh, he's gone through a, a little rough patch. Yeah, but dude, right? He's killers. lost three fights in a row, but every single one of those fights is an absolute. Bang. Yeah, he's so everyone. Good. But dude, Darren Stewart, he's like a Tafa, Kasangane, Tafa. Marquez, like dude, and then they give him Dusko. <laughs> Come on, man, give him a break, dude. And I'm not Del- saying he can't Del- beat him. Starting off the the, the card. Yeah, and I'm not saying Patolo can't beat Dusko. We just saw Dusko lose for the first time, uh, so like it's possible, right? But, dude, just give him a break. <laughs> and it sounds yeah. like crazy to say, like, give him a step down in competition when he's not even fighting like ranked fighters. But, dude, they're just there's a group of killers trying to get in, and and he's a part of but it. But Darren Stewart, Kasangane, these are the folks that later on down the they're road, gonna be big. when they break into top fifteen, top ten, we're gonna be talking yeah. about the fights against. Maki Pitolo that were bangers as well. And we're like, look at him now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Maki Pitolo has been cut from the UFC because he got all these killers <laughs> yeah. in a row. Dude. And lost to all Dude. of them. This, this card is insane to me. It's so good, dude. Jordan Levitt coming back after the slam knockout of Matt Wyman. Dude. This card is stacked. Tom Brees versus Arroyo. Mac, uh, Mac oh, Yusuf Zalal's on there too. Yeah, but against Sean Woodson. It was a crazy fight. Oh, dude, this is a dude, lot of good fights. Dude, Amerikani is back? Come on. Another very good Yeah, name. dude. Makwan Amerikani. Yeah, this, Say it really fast. Makwan Amerikani. Great. Damn, that was pretty good. Hey, that's my boy. But, <laughs> dude, it's top to bottom, first fight on the card to the end, bangers. Bangers. Alan Patrick versus Mason Jones? Come on. Uh, let's see what time. This one seems like it's starting at regular time again. This last card started. Yeah, period. snug up on me. Great, wait, regular snug. time? What are you hey. talking about? This shit says Saturday, June 5th, 8 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> Does it? Mine 3 30 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Eastern Standard Time. Well, that can't be, that can't it be right. No, they're not going to be starting it off at, in Vegas at that time. Why is that website's just wrong, I think? Dude. Mine shows 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. That's on Tapology, right? Yeah. yeah. Next UFC or whatever MMA fight cards from now on is what they call it. They need to get their shit together because that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Well, that's all I got. Will you have anything else? No, I cannot wait for next week. That is a crazy card. I cannot wait for next week because we're going live and it's something you were going to be trying. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, dude, Ponzinibbio versus Baeza. Oh, my God. Baeza is yep. very talented. Very talented. So going live next week. Don't forget, up until then, Sunday morning. you can find us, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe. That's all I got this week. Will? That's it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another week. Sorry the fight.